Welcome back. On this episode of Deeper Life, Pastor Stephen asks the question, Are you right with God? Listen and be blessed. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He is worthy to be praised and adored. So we lift up holy hands in one accord, singing, Blessed be the name, blessed be the name, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He is worthy to be praised and adored. So we lift up holy hands in one accord, singing, Blessed be the name, blessed be the name, blessed be the name of the Lord, worthy, you are worthy, King of kings, Lord of lords, you are worthy, worthy, Jesus, you are worthy. King of kings, Lord of lords, I'll worship you. Jesus, oh Jesus, King of kings, Lord of lords, you are Jesus. Jesus, you are King of kings, Lord of lords, I'll worship you. Shepherd of my soul, I give you full control. Wherever you may be, I will follow. I have made the choice. To listen to your voice Wherever you may be I will go Shepherd of my soul Shepherd of my soul I give you full control Wherever you may be I will follow I have made a choice to listen to your voice. Wherever you may be, I will go. Be it in a quiet pasture or by a gentle stream, the shepherd of my soul moves by my side. Though I face the mighty mountain or a valley dark and deep, the shepherd of my soul will be my guide. Shepherd of my soul, I give you full control. Wherever you may be, I will follow. I made the choice to listen to your voice. Wherever you may be, I will go. Wherever you may be, I will go. Wherever you may be, I...
Sotorobo. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Remana Dorobo, Remana Mashotorobo, Robo. Rema Mama 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 Shotorobo. Hallelujah. Remana Dorobo, Shira Bararaba. Oh, Rekama Mama 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 Sotorobo. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We worship you. Oh, we worship you, Jesus. Come on, just worship Him. Open your mouth and worship Him. Hallelujah. For where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, we worship you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, have your way in us tonight, oh God. Open our eyes to see, open our ears to hear your voice. Open our hearts to receive you, God. Hallelujah. Fill us with your Holy Spirit one more time tonight, O oh God. Fill us, Lord. Fill us. Fill us. Fill us. We are hungry for a mighty move of God. We are thirsty for a move of God. Oh, we worship you, worship you, worship you. Come, Holy Spirit. We need you. Come, sweet spirit, we pray. Come in thy strength and thy power. Come. In thine own special way. Come, Holy Spirit, we need you. Come, sweet Spirit, we pray. thy strength and thy power come in thine own special way Holy Spirit be poured out upon us tonight we ask for an open heaven over our lives tonight oh God we ask for an open heaven open heaven open heaven Open heaven over us. We need you like never before tonight, O oh God. Holy Spirit, come through for us. Come and meet us at the point of our need. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Hallelujah. These are days of walking with God. Oh, these are days of walking with God. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, Lord, we ask that you will have your way even tonight. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I want to read to you from 1 Corinthians chapter 6. And from verse 9, where Paul writes, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? The word righteousness, uh, we all know, means... Uh, right standing with God, right? You know, it means um, walking with God, uh, being with God, having God, um, you know, rule and reign in us, having God uh, to be seated on the throne of our life. Um, you know, we all know that, you know, righteousness, God, um, you know, wants us to walk with Him. And uh, we want to, God wants us to be right with Him in everything, not just in uh, some things, but in every part of our life, God wants us to be right with Him. He wants us to do the right things. He wants us to be in the right places. He wants us to fulfill, uh, you know, His purposes over our lives. And, uh, you know, Paul writing to the church of Corinth, you know, many of us know that uh, Corinth, uh, I had the privilege of visiting Corinth uh, about two years ago along with my wife. Uh, Corinth is, uh, uh, used to be a port city. Uh, Corinth um, 
was a very sinful city. Um, uh, the temple of Ashtoreth, the goddess of fertility, was a stronghold of the of the of the little uh, city. And um, you know, in those days, it was a it was a port. Uh, people were coming in and doing trade, and uh, you know, there were a lot of foreigners doing trade in Corinth. And uh, you know, the 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 temple of Ashtoreth. Uh, uh, you know, had a lot of, um, you know, uh, temple prostitutes. And so there was a lot of immorality in the city. And it is in this city that Paul established a church. And Paul uh, was uh, speaking to the church because the cha- church came out. The believers were coming out of, uh, you know, the city of Corinth, you know, which was, you know, the word, actually, the English dictionary also picked up the word, uh, Corinth, uh, meaning to live a very moral life. So that's how it was, Corinth. And it is out of this city that Paul uh, established a church, and he was addressing the church. The church had a lot of issues. Uh, it is also very interesting to see that uh, it is at the church of Corinth that the, the Spirit of God was really being poured out. Uh, you know, the Bible says, where uh, sin abounds, grace abounds. So it's very true that, you know, where there's a lot of the uh, activity of the enemy, you and I have the grace of God's Spirit over us to fight every intense action of the enemy. Come on, my dear brother and sister, are you with me? Every intense action of the enemy against our lives, we can stand against it and we can crush the powers of the enemy because of the intensity of God's Spirit over our lives. And that is what Paul wanted the church in Corinth to understand. That's what Paul wanted the church in Corinth to put on. To put on, uh, you know, the Spirit of God over them. To put on the Lord Jesus Christ. To be quickened in their spirit to the things of the Spirit of God. So that they could fight all the wiles of the enemy. And with that as the background, Paul is writing to the church that this is a time... This is a place where your life is basically about being right with God. Are you with me tonight? Uh, One of the things that all of us need to learn and all of us need to know every day is to test ourselves, is to check ourselves, is to keep ourselves in a place where we are always right with God. Uh, In our attitudes, in our thoughts, in our actions, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, the things of the world, the, 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 the pressures of the world, they are constantly fighting us because they want to kill, steal, and destroy what God has put within us. And Paul is saying to the church here, he says, do you not know that unrighteous, uh, that unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, he says. He says, don't be deceived don't be deceived neither fornicators nor idolaters nor adulterers nor homosexuals nor sodomites uh, nor thieves nor covetous nor drunkards nor revilers nor exhaustioners will inherit the kingdom of god so he's basically talking about uh, your lifestyle uh, must match your walk with God. He's saying you cannot be a Christian and have another way of living. You know, you cannot say in your mind, I'm a believer. You cannot say I have received Jesus as Lord and Savior in my life and then end up your action, uh, you know, cannot be a fornicator or an idolater or an adulterer or a homosexual or a sodomite or a thief or a co- one who's covetous, one who's a drunkard, you're drinking all the time, nor revilers, exhaustionists. He says, these people will not inherit the kingdom of God, he says. That needs to be a match. And then he goes on to say, and such were some of you, but you are washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. What is he saying? He says three powerful things here. He says you have been washed by the blood of Jesus, sanctified by Jesus, justified in the name of the Lord and of the Spirit of God. What does 
the name of God do to you? Why the Holy Spirit makes the name of Jesus bigger and greater in your life is because the more Jesus is bigger in your life, the more you begin to understand that of the enemy needs to be retaliated by the name of the Lord. Amen. In the name of Jesus is how you fight your enemy. In the name of Jesus is how you fight every challenge that comes to your life. Not only in the natural, but even in, in, the, in the emotional, even in, the, in, in mental things, even in pressures, emotional pressures over your life. The way you and I fight the powers of the enemy, the negative thoughts, the, 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 the feeling of sometimes being useless, sometimes not understanding what our life is, sometimes having questions, uh, doubts and confusion and divisions and all kinds of things. You fight it in the name of the Lord because you know the Lord. Because what happens, what does the Spirit of God do? He reminds you again and again that you are sanctified, justified and washed by the blood of Jesus. Amen. I want to encourage you today. What will keep you in a right standing with God? What will help you to have a lifestyle that will match with the right standing with God is being able to fight the enemy with the word of God. With the word of God. You need to speak to the enemy. You need to speak into your situation what you believe in your heart. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You speak the word of God, faith begins to rise up within you. Your ears hear what you speak and faith comes up. Faith rises up. And here he goes on to say in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, Paul then goes on to say, uh, you know, in verse 12, all things are lawful to me, but all things are not helpful. He says, in this world I can do a lot of things. I can be involved in a lot of things. I can, uh, you know, get... Uh, get myself uh, to see and do a lot of things. But he says, all things are not helpful. He says, all things are lawful to me, but I would not be brought under the power of enemy of, of anything. He says, I will not come under the power of any. Simply meaning, he says, I will not, there are many things for me to do. Uh, you know, they may not, you know, sometimes it may not be sinful things. Uh, you know, it can also be many other things that we can get involved in in life. But he says, I will not allow those things to rule. You do business to make uh, a living. But we don't do, we don't come to a place where business becomes a control over our lives. Are you with me? Sometimes, you know, we work to earn a living but sometimes if you're not careful if you get you know your work can become an addiction to you relationships can become an addiction relationships are good friendships are good sometimes you know they can go beyond just a friendship it can become an addiction there can be a soul tie you know you can get bound in your soul in your mind in your will, in your emotions, you can end up doing things that, that are because you have no control over yourself. There are many people, you know, they are bound with other people in a wrong way. And Paul writes here, he says, it's very important for, to the church that he says, don't get involved in everything. Make sure what you are involved in is what God approves of in your life. And then he goes to write, you know, from verse 15, do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? Certainly not. And do you not know that he who is joined to a harlot is one body with her? For the two, he says, shall become one flesh. So he's talking about immoral living. And he says, if you're a believer, but you have immorality in your life and you are attached to somebody or you have a relationship with somebody, or you're doing something that is not godly, he says, remember, you know, you cannot do that, he says. Then he brings something that is way powerful, way important in our lives, which I also spoke to you a couple of weeks ago, He's, where he says, he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Verse 17. 
So he's coming to a place where he's saying for you to walk in righteousness, for you to be able to be disconnected with ungodly, uh, emotional, physical, mental uh, bondages, he says what you need to do is you need to be joined to the Lord so that you are one spirit with him. Tonight I'm drawing you of walking with God. Come on church, are you with me? My dear brother and sister, are you with me? God, you know, he always provides a way for you and me. Temptations are there. Challenges are there. Situations are there. You know, circumstances are there. The Bible constantly reminds us that in the midst of darkness, in the midst of challenges, in the midst of situations and problems that we have, the Bible always shows us that there is a way with God that can bring you through and make you walk in righteousness before God. End of the day, what matters that Paul is writing is, are you right with God? The question tonight for all of us, as, as uh, Paul puts it before the church at Corinth, is the same question. Are you right with God? Are you walking in a right, uh, uh, in a right place with God? Are things right in your life? Now, you know, we can say, but you know, uh, but, but you can say, pastor or, you know, brother, I got stuck. I've got stuck in this. I've got stuck in that. I used to do this and I got stuck in this. I, I ended up in a relationship and I got stuck in it. There's a lot of things we can get stuck in. But the secret tonight is this. The God you and I worship is a God of deliverance. He wants to deliver you from ungodly relationships that will keep you from a right standing with God. He wants to deliver you. He wants to set you free. When I say the word deliver, I'm talking about the chain being broken. The chain being broken. Whatever is the chain, whatever is that spiritual thing that has bound you to things that are not right before God, the Lord is saying to us tonight through his word, he, it can be broken. How can it be broken? When you, your spirit and his spirit gets joined together. Amen? Fear. I used to be, you know, there was a time in my life where, you know, I, when I was a young boy, I used to be afraid. Fear used to, you know, it was a torment. And some of you may know, know what I'm talking about. You know, it was not just being afraid of people and things, which I used to be, but it was even sometimes more than that. I felt somebody was walking behind me. I felt, you know, maybe there's something behind me or, or you know, sometimes I was afraid to walk in a street alone in the night. I was fear. Sometimes it was unknown fear. I didn't even know why, but I, there was fear. Probably you have felt it. But how are you set free? God delivered me from that fear. He totally set free, set me free from fear. How? By the anointing. The Bible says in Isaiah 10, 27, the anointing breaks the yoke. Breaks the yoke. That's what happens when the Holy Spirit comes upon your life. Your spirit and his spirit joins together. When that happens, all other joinings, all other things that have kept you together, they are broken off. Ungodly things are broken off. Things that are not of God, they just break off from your life. And what does it bring into your life? The Spirit of God brings freedom. The Spirit of God brings freedom. That is why today it's very important that we come into that deep connection with God. And what does that do for you and me? It keeps you in a right standing with God. It keeps you in the right place with God. Why do I need to walk after the Spirit of God? Is because the Spirit of God will always walk in the will of God. Come on, are you with me? The Spirit of God will always lead you towards God. The Spirit of God will always do what is right with the Father. He will always glorify Jesus. He's always on track. 
He never goes out of track. He never goes out of the will of God. He's never doing something that is not of the heavenly father. Never. Never. The Bible says if you read John chapter 12. Turn with me to John chapter 12. Beautiful scripture that Jesus said. And if you read verse 24, I say to you, Jesus said, unless a corn of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces gain. He who loves his life will lose it. He who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. You, you know, Jesus said, you need to die to this world. That's when you begin to be, you, you become an expression of who Christ is inside of you. That's when you yield fruit. That's when your life becomes purposeful. That's when your life becomes meaningful. That's when, you know, you have the joy of living because now it's no longer, you know, Paul writes, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. You know, the life that I now, I live by faith in the Son of God. It's a meaningful, it's a, it's a purposeful, it's a purpose-driven life that you begin to live. And then, you know, Jesus said, he who saves his life will lose it. He who loses his life will find it. You know, he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life, Jesus said. And then he went on to write something very, very important. He said, if anyone serves me, if anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him my father will honor. Look at the scripture. It's a very powerful scripture. Jesus said, if anyone serves me, you know, meaning we, who's a servant? A servant is one who receives instruction from the master. Who's a servant? A servant is one who's receiving instructions from the master. And Jesus said, if you have brought yourself to a place where you are my servant, that is, you have decided to be submitted to me. You have, you're willing to submit. You're willing to obey. You're willing to follow instructions. I said to somebody, one of the biggest challenges of the church today is we have so many challenges and problems is because we have all, you know, we have problems in these three areas. There's a problem with submission. There's a problem with obedience. And there's a problem with following instructions. These three things are becoming a big problem. Why are there divisions? Why is there confusion? Why are there so many, you know, uh, you know things, splits in the kingdom of God? It's because we have lost the ability to submit the Bible says, submit to one another. Marriages are broken because there's no submission. Friendships are broken because there's no submission. Things are going wrong because we don't want to follow instructions anymore. Obedience. To obey, Jesus said. The Bible says to obey is better than sacrifice. Meaning... All the sacrifices that you can do for God is not to be compared to obedience. To obey. Obedience is a very, very important part of our lives. To obey God. To follow his instruction. To be submitted to his will. King Saul, the biggest problem that he had was he did not submit. He did not follow instructions. And he could not totally obey God. When God spoke to him and said, go and destroy the Amalekites, utterly destroyed. Samuel the prophet came to him and said, God wants you to utterly destroy the Amalekites. He decided what that utterly destroy meant to him. He 
did not put to death everything. He took some for sacrificing to God. When Samuel the prophet said to him, what is this bleating of sheep that I hear? What is this sound? When there cannot be any sound, you should have silenced everything. But there is a sound. Let me tell you, my friend, if you do not silence your enemy, if you do not silence the works of the enemy in your life, the works of the enemy will produce a voice that will destroy your very life. It destroyed the life of Saul. It destroyed the position of Saul. It destroyed the anointing by which Saul was anointed to be the leader of a nation. It destroyed his position. It destroyed what God had made him to be. Let me remind you today one more time. Obedience. Following instructions. And submission. Very interestingly, Jesus, when he, you know, when he, when he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel, what did he say? He said, making disciples of all nations. Jesus was talking about you going out, you being a disciple and going and making disciples, followers. People who is a follower, one who obeys, one who follows instruction, one who is submitted. That's a servant. And look at, very interestingly, Jesus said here in John chapter 12 and verse 26, if anyone serves me, if you want to serve me, he says, let him follow me. What is the way to serve God? Is to follow God. Follow, do what he says. Follow him, walk with him. Be there with him. Not turning to the left or to the right, but walking after him. And then he says, for where I am, there my servant will also be. You know, he, Jesus was simply saying, if you want to be where I am, if you want to be in such a deep encounter with me, if you want to know the depths of who I am, if you want to walk with me, if you want to know my ways, if you want to be in my presence, if you want to be under my glorious hiding place, the... That what is this hiding place? It's the glory of his presence. If you want to be there, Jesus said, you got to be a servant. He says, where I am, my servant will also be. Where I am, my servant will also be. These are days... What does the Holy Spirit do? The Spirit of God, he, you know, He comes upon us. He, His Spirit and our Spirit, they join together so that we can always be. The Spirit of God will always be where the Father is. Jesus said, I do what I see the Father do. I speak what I see the Father speak. What was He doing? His ministry was all about what He was seeing and hearing about the Father. What is your ministry and my ministry about? What is our life about? What is the purpose of our marriage? God has a plan for your life. There is a purpose in, God, in, in your marriage. There's a purpose in, in where God has kept you. God has a plan. But what does the enemy do? He wants to divide marriages. He wants to break relationships. He wants to divide churches. He wants to divide people. Submission, instruction, and obedience. Very powerful things when it comes to the things of God. Colossians chapter 3. And verse 3. Paul writes to the church at Colossae, For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. What is it? He says, you must understand that the depth of God is you being hidden in Christ in God. How can I, how can I know the will of God? How can I walk in the ways of God? How can I, I, how can I be in a right standing with God? How can, be, how can things be right in my life? Is when I am hidden. Hidden, covered, protected. It's the hiding place. 
The presence of God is a hiding place. The depths of God is a hiding place. The deep place of walking with God is a hiding place. It's the place where we are protected. We are covered. We are hidden. Isaiah chapter 49 and verse 2. Isaiah chapter 49. And he has made my mouth like a sharp sword. And he has hidden me and made me a polished shaft in his quiver he has hidden me what is the lord saying the lord is saying let me read one and two listen O coastlands to me and take heed you people from afar the lord has called me from the womb from the matrix of my mother, he has made mention of my name. And he has made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand, he has hidden me. And made me a polished shaft. In his quiver, he has hidden me. You know, God hides you. The depths of walking with God is being in a place where God hides you. You are protected. You are, you are hidden in Christ. That's why in Colossians, Paul writes, you are hidden in Christ, in God. You need to, you know, that's what happens when your spirit and God's spirit comes together. You realize you go into the depths of Christ and Christ is in the depths of the Father. So there is a deep place of walking with God. Deep place of walking with God. Amen. What does hiding with God do to me? What does hiding with God do to me? Psalms chapter 32 and verse 7. Psalms 32 and verse 7. David says, You are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance. He says, the depth, David says, The depths of being with you is for me to understand that it's a place where I am preserved from trouble. Come on, my brother and sister. God wants to preserve you from all troubles. Then the Bible goes on to say, he says after that, he says, you shall surround me with songs of deliverance. What is that place of the depths of God? It's a place of deliverance. It's a place where bondages are broken. The depths of God is a place where freedom, freedom from sin, freedom from powers of the enemy, freedom from wickedness, freedom from unlawful things. The depths of God is freedom. Is freedom. Psalms 27. Psalms 27. And verse 5. For in the time of trouble, you shall hide me in, he shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me, he shall set me high upon a rock. What is, what is the psalmist writing here? He says, in the time of trouble. You know, we live in a strange time today. All kinds of troubles are around us. But the Bible says, at a time of trouble, when trouble is rising up around you, what is, what is it to be one with God? What it is to be in the depths of God? What it is to be connected to God? The Bible says, he shall hide me in his pavilion. I love that. Don't you love that? God is saying, my son and my daughter, you are in my pavilion. When you are, your spirit and my spirit is connected, you are in my pavilion. Things will be right with you. Things can never go wrong with you. Why? Because you are in the perfect will of God for your life. You're sitting in the right place. You're sitting in the right place. You're sitting in the right place. Psalms 
31. Psalms 31. And verse 20. You shall hide them in the secret place of your presence from the plots of man. You shall keep them secretly in a pavilion, in a shelter from the strife of tongues. Oh, isn't it amazing? Look at what David is writing here. David is writing because he can see, he can experience what it is to be in the depths of the presence of God. What it is to be hidden. What does it mean to be hidden in Christ? He says, you shall hide them in your secret place of your presence from the plots of man. Come on, are you with me? Man can plot many things against you. Against you. You know, you and I, we don't know what people are thinking about us. What people want to speak about us. What people want to do to us. We don't know that. But what does the presence of God do? It keeps us, it protects us from the plans of people. Wicked plans of the enemy cannot come into the secret depths of where you and I are hidden. Are you with me? Are you afraid of people? Are you afraid of situations? Are you afraid what people will do to you? Let me tell you something. Nobody can do anything to you. Unless God allows it for a purpose. If he does, he allows it for a purpose. If there is a situation that God allows in your life, he has a purpose for it. He has a purpose for it. But the safest place to be is your spirit and his spirit together. Where you are one in Christ, hidden in Christ, hidden in God. Colossians 3.3. 3. You are hidden in Christ, hidden in God. Hidden in Christ. Come on, would you say it with me? Hidden, I am hidden in Christ, hidden in God. Hidden in Christ, hidden in God. Hidden in the Father. Amen? And the Bible says, from the strife of tongues. Where are you hidden? From the strife of tongues. People's words. They have no power over you when you're sitting in the depths of who God is in your life. No tongue has power over your life. No tongue can do anything to your life. Finally, Psalm 64. Psalm 64 and verse 2. Psalm 64 and verse 2. Hide me from the secret plots of the wicked, from the rebellion of the workers of iniquity. Hide me from, hide me from the secret plots of the wicked, from the rebellion of the workers of iniquity. There is another translation that says, from the secret counsel of the wicked. Another translation says, from the conspiracies of men. I like the word conspiracy. Today there's a lot of conspiracies all over the world. A lot of conspiracies. What will the presence of God do? What will the anointing of God do? What will the glory of God do? It will keep you. It will keep you. If you live in the flesh, if you are very given to emotions and, and you know just humanness in you, you will be given to many conspiracies. But what will protect you from the conspiracies of men is the presence of God. Is the protection of God. Is the hiding place. There is a special place by his side. Special place. Paul says to the church at Corinth, that is what I want you to have. He tells the church, church, you have, you, you have a culture outside the church that is actually immoral. There's a lot of immorality in the culture outside. But he says, from within the church, you must understand, you have been brought out of it. Why? So that your spirit and the spirit of God can be together. Would you say to God this evening, my God, come and touch me. 
Fill me with the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord. Lord, I want to know what it is to sit in that secret place. I want to be hidden in you, Lord. Lord, I want you to become my refuge, God. I want you to become my fortress. God, I want you to be the one who will, under whose care I am. I want to walk in that depth of walking with you, Lord. That which Paul experienced, that which the disciples experienced. God, I want to be where you are. I want to obey you. I want to follow instructions. I want to be submitted to you, Lord. Not at my convenience, but at your convenience. You know, we live in a selfish world where love is all about feelings and emotions. Many times in relationships, you know, all that we are expecting is what others can do for us. Even in a marriage, it's all about what my wife or my husband can do for me. True love is agape, unconditional love, which is not about what I can get out of the relationship. It's what about, about what I can give into the relationship. Good friendship. Good friendship is not about what I can get out of the relationship. It's about what I can give in. A good friend is always standing with you in your worst times. In your most difficult time, a good friend will stand with you. Why? Because he's not worried about what others will think of him. He stands with you because he loves you. He stands with you because he's not worried about losing his name. He wants to be there for you. Jesus is the last one who will stand with you on your boat in your worst storm. In the worst storm of your life, people will jump out. Friends will jump out. Jesus will stand with you in the storm. I want to tell you tonight. God wants you to step into that deep place of surrender. The depths of God is a, is a place of surrender, submission, following instruction. Remember the scripture in John chapter 12 and verse 26. Jesus said, where I am, my servant will be. Do you tell him tonight, Lord, I want to be where you are. I want to come to where you are. I want to be in that place where you are. That realm of walking with you. I want to come into that right place. I want things to be right between you and me. I want to be right with you, God. Do you make it your prayer? I want to tell you tonight is your night of, a, of victory. Tonight is your night of deliverance. Tonight, old things will pass away. All things will become new. Don't be worried about your situation. Jesus is bigger than your situation. Don't be worried about problems that you have. Jesus is bigger than your problems. He's bigger. He's bigger. Take your eyes off your situation. Put your eyes on Jesus tonight. Hallelujah. Be minor. You are my hiding place. You always fill my heart with songs of deliverance. Whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. I will trust in you. Let the weak say I am strong in the strength of the Lord. For one moment tonight, I want to stand with you and believe for a breakthrough for your life. If there are bondages that need to be broken, if there are wrong relationships that are not of God, if there are things that you have done, unlawful things, 
but you know it's wrong and you want to come out. Tonight is your night. Tonight is our night of a breakthrough. Or maybe you're walking through a sickness. Maybe you're walking through a problem, a situation. Tonight is your night of a breakthrough. And I want to tell you, my friend, he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. When the spirit of God comes upon you, you are hidden in Christ, in the Father. That's a different realm. That's why the Bible says, we are translated from the dominion of darkness into the dominion of light. Tonight, oh God, if that is you, you need a miracle. Wherever you are, just put your hands up in your own homes and believe for a miracle right now. With God, all things are possible. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, breakthrough. Breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Healing in the name of Jesus. Deliverance in the name of Jesus. Every false thought, every false advice, every false news, weapon of the enemy over our lives be broken down in the name of Jesus. Let it be cast out in Jesus' name. The truth of your word that brings light and freedom in us. We'll receive it into our lives tonight, O oh God. Holy Spirit, fall afresh on us. Fall afresh on us. From the top of our heads to the soles of our feet. Right now, Spirit of God, come upon us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The powers of darkness break down at the presence of God. At the presence of God. You are free. Because the Bible says, He whom the Son sets free shall be free indeed. The Bible says, If God be for us, who can be against us? You are more than a conqueror through Christ who strengthens us. My dear brother and sister, right place with God. A right place with God. A right standing with God. Tonight, God wants to make things right. Submission, obedience to Him, following His instructions will make things right in our life. Father, we thank You for Your Word. We thank You for Your power. We thank You for the power of Your Holy Spirit. Because it's not just Your Word, but Your Word brings deliverance, healing, miracles in our life. Changes that nobody can bring, Your Word brings for us. You bring it into our lives by the power of Your Holy Spirit. And we receive it into our lives in the name of Jesus. We love you. We worship you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you for joining us with Deeper Life. Looking forward to seeing you again next week. Really, really a joy to have you with us week after week. God bless you. Have a glorious week. This broadcast is from Transforming Nations for Jesus. If you would like to get in touch with us, please write to us at transformingnationsforjesus at gmail.com. Thank you for joining us. Be blessed.